Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Night Football. Welcome to the match reaction show. It's finished incredibly. Brighton won, Tottenham nil. And uh, we had Ayush on the show in the last match reaction, and I was like, uh, you know, saying about how Brighton probably play a style that might suit Liverpool a little bit, and that might be, uh, you know, in some ways an easier game uh, to play. <laughs> but you know what? You know, scratch all that. Scratch all that. I think Brighton is going to be a tough, tough game for Liverpool. I, I think they'll do well not to look ahead to City and focus on Brighton first. I think that's that's that that would be great. And I think that's, uh, I, uh, you know, maybe Ayush is on the right track there. I think they need to focus on that. But what a performance today uh, from Brighton. And, um, you know, very similar to the one that I saw last week between Sheffield and United. I, I mean, I mean, the only difference, I think, is that United probably were a bit complacent in that game. I don't think Spurs were complacent, but I just feel that Brighton... They had a game plan. They knew exactly what they wanted to do and they just executed it. And Spurs just never looked like scoring in this game. They just never looked like, you know, they had an idea of what to do offensively. I don't know whether it was because Brighton were really solid, because Spurs were missing Harry Kane. Probably a com combination of both. But just, I mean, you know, it's hard to remember the performance from, you know, from Spurs in the past. It was so toothless. And it wasn't like they parked the bus. It wasn't like they were ultra defensive. It's just that they had no idea what to do. Uh, you know, offensively, and and you know, and how much of that is down to Harry Kane? How much of that is going to be, uh, you know, a factor going forward? I, I think that's going to be something really, really interesting to watch as the weeks uh, go by. So, uh, I mean, I, overall, I, I don't think there's a lot to pick from this game. I think, um, I mean, the tactics, the selection was probably what you expect Spurs to make. I mean, it was a three-five-two essentially with or three-four-three rather. Uh, with uh, Son, Bergwijn, and Bale starting. I think that you know, you you got to go with uh, with that. Uh, for this game, if Gareth Bale, uh, um, you know, had to start this game, maybe hopefully he could have found some form because I mean, ultimately he's probably the only player who has got that cashier that Kane has. Uh, maybe if not uh, currently the form or the ability. So I think that made sense. It was surprising to see uh, Bergwijn play as a striker, though. I think I think he should have played Bale as a striker, uh, but he played Bale on that right wing, probably allowing him to cut inside or whatever. I thought playing him as a striker would have made more sense, but I mean that. I mean, ultimately, I don't know if that would have made a difference. But other than that, you can't really pick holes in that selection, can you? And it's just. But from minute one, Brighton just looked on it. They looked at it. I think Spurs were taken a little bit aback by how proactive and progressive Brian, uh, Brighton were. And I mean, I mean, you, when you think about it, you look at the number of chances Brighton had. They, they you know, uh, I believe it was Gross who, who hit the post um, initially. I think that, that, you know, they could have scored that. There was a chance that they did put away when, uh, you know, McAllister found Gross and then Gross found uh, um, Trossard who finally scored. Uh, there was a couple of chances for Mope, which where he could have had a little bit more composure. You know, there was a chance where he was on the swivel. He decided to take his on his right, um, and he couldn't control it. If he had taken it on his left, he could have got a shot away. Uh, there was a chance uh, for uh, McAllister, which I think he bundled over as well. And then there was an, uh, the glorious chance towards the end for Aaron Connolly, um, where he should have scored. And uh, the only reason he didn't, I think, is it was a good block from Alderweireld, but also I think it was a little bit too casual from Aaron Connolly. He could have probably picked one side, and that might have been a good goal. But I mean, that's five or six chances that they could have had. And you think about Spurs and how many chances that they have, how many clear-cut opportunities that they create. And there's not a lot, none. I, I can't think of any. There might be some. You can probably let me know in the comment section if there were some, but I just didn't think there were any clear-cut opportunities uh, for Spurs to score from. And that that is the issue. I mean, at the end of the day, that's the issue. You know, Spurs looked completely toothless in attack. And I, I don't know, um, you know, with the, and, and maybe that's partly down to Harry Kane because he's not only the goal scorer, but he's also almost a playmaker. He's almost... He's a two-in-one player, isn't he? He does both. And without him in the side, um, you know, where's the creativity coming from? Where is the, where's the chance coming from? And then Son looked lost today. Um, he's not on the same level with Bergwijn, with Bale. He didn't have that connection. I mean, Bergwijn, for me, 
he, he, he's, he's one of those wingers, you know, that you know, your teams have these sort of wingers, almost like a, a Villian or a Lingard where you don't expect them to score goals, but in the big games, you expect them to do the defensive jobs. Bergwijn almost strikes me as that kind of player. He's still yet to score in the Premier League this season. Um, he's not someone you put in the side, even a little bit like Sissoko. You don't put him in the side to score goals. You put him in those offensive positions to be a defensive option. Uh, almost, you know, Bergwijn, I, I, I think that's kind of what he is. At the moment, he's struggling to score goals. And Bale, um, so much hope when Gareth Bale came to Spurs. I think it's not lived up to the hype, has it? It hasn't. I mean, it's not, I think, I think it's quite obvious it hasn't lived up to the hype. Um, the time is running out for him. I, I honestly, I don't know where he goes from here. I, I think his Spurs loan, it, I, I, I think if Mourinho stays, I don't think he's going to want Bale back. Uh, the question is, how much will Madrid want him to come back to Spurs just to get his salary or a portion of his salary off the table? And how much are Spurs going to be willing to put into that? Um, but if he doesn't go to Spurs, where does, where does he go? I mean, with what club in the world could afford him at this point? I, I, I don't know. We have no idea what's going to happen with Gareth Bale. So uh, there's a lot of, but today I think it was, it was a completely team performance from Brighton and the same as it was, it was a team underperformance from Spurs. Um, and remember the time back in December, Spurs were top of the league. We were talking about how, you know, Mourinho has turned Spurs, has, has, you know, has turned back the clock a little bit, how he's made Spurs, uh, you know, mentally strong again you know there was a win over city when everybody thought you know what Spurs I don't think they're going to win the title but they might actually challenge for it and since then it's just been downhill it's been one bad result after another um and 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 Mourinho has been a lot as as about has a big part to play in it I think he's been at fault for a lot of it I think the fact is and this is something very classical with Mourinho is is it, it was the expansive style it was a progressive style that got him to first place Right? It was, it was a, the balance between defense and attack. And then all of a sudden, once he's at first place, he says, you know what, I'm going to start being more defensive. I'm going to start sitting on leads. I mean, the Crystal Palace game for me, I think that was the turning point of the season because um, they had just come off of two, big, uh, two good results against Chelsea and, and City, I believe. No, Arsenal. Chelsea and Arsenal. Two good results. Um, they had beaten Arsenal. They had uh, drawn with Chelsea. Um, and, and I thought the Crystal Palace game was, and, and as, as, you could make it three because I think the City game came about after it as well, but he picked up three points. They picked up seven points from three tough games and they got to the Crystal Palace game. And I put this out, I said, this is a big game because these are the games you need to win if you want to win the title. This is a chance for them to show that they can beat the big teams and then they, they also have the style to beat these sort of teams. And they got the lead. And for some reason, Marino decided I'm going to play for a 1-0 and they considered a late goal. They lost, they drew it one all. I mean, from there on, it's just been, you know, similar sort of results where they've, you know, taken the lead, they've drawn or they've not failed to, you know, to score. And then the other team just goes and scores a goal. So that's what's happening. And, um, you know, that, that's classic Marino where he overthinks things, where he goes too defensive and, you know, it used to work in the past, it doesn't work anymore. And now we're seeing that. Um, so, I mean, that, you know, that, there's a question going to be asked about Mourinho. I, I don't know what's going to happen with Mourinho at the end of the season. If he wins the League Cup, um, he's still the contention for three trophies. Uh, you expect that they might win one of those. Um, if he does win a trophy, um, do, do you then persist with Mourinho knowing fully well that, that his style is a shelf life? Or do you realize, you know what, that's a bonus. We got a trophy out of it. Let's now find somebody else. So I, I think that's a decision that Tottenham and Levy will have to take um, in the summer. But I mean, for now, it just doesn't make good viewing for a Spurs fan, does it? It's just so much of trouble. Um, where do they go from here for the rest of the season? It's, uh, it's hard to say. I mean, they um, they're already in danger now, starting to lose ground on top four rivals. Um, I, you know, they've got Chelsea coming up uh, on, on, on Wednesday, on Thursday. And the one thing I would say is the Mourinho probably was thinking, I wish I'd play Lampard's, uh, Lampard's Chelsea, but I'm going to be playing Tuchel's Chelsea, um, who are probably going to, uh, a little bit of better form uh, than Lampard's Chelsea, probably in better form than Spurs as well at the moment. 
Um, and I know Chelsea fans will have a little bit of trepidation approaching that game with, with what happens, but you just you have to you have to feel that that game is going to be pivotal for Jose Mourinho because if he loses that game, uh, the Chelsea then get that momentum in that top four race. And so what happens to Spurs? Do they then start to think about uh, do the Europa League? They start prioritizing that. Do they fall away? I mean, there's so many sub points. It's so easy in this league. It's so easy to to win a few games and then get back into the top four conversation and lose a few games and suddenly you're back in. You know, you're just starting to look at mid-table. It's it's just so tight at the moment. Uh, but uh, I mean, there's so many questions to be asked and answered at the moment that I don't know. Uh, but we've got to give thanks. To, uh, we've got to say congratulations to Brighton. And we've got to acknowledge what they did. I thought Brighton was sensational today. They dominated the game from start to finish. At no point, as I said, at no point did Spurs look like they were going to get a goal. They were going to draw this game, win this game. They never looked like it. Once Brighton took that lead, um, and Brighton had problems offensively. I think they should have scored more than one goal, and that in itself was a problem. But the fact is, once they scored that goal, you just never felt like Spurs were going to score. And you, you you thought and you hoped that they would pull something together, but they just couldn't. So that, I think, is a big credit to Brighton. And they do have a few very good players in that team. It's just a matter of getting all of them working together, um, making them hard to beat, but also making them be able to score goals. I think that's that's the balance that Potter has to strike. Uh, and that's still something for them. But, I mean, today, they deserve that win. Brilliant, brilliant performance. Uh, so, you know, I mean, commiserations to Spurs fans. Congratulations to Brighton fans for that, for that result. Uh, you know, where, where do Spurs go and what do Spurs do? What can they do now? And how and how is Harry Kane's absence going to affect them? I think that those are going to be interesting subplots. Uh, but they didn't do so well last season when Harry Kane was out. And they were lucky that he came back uh, in time for the, uh, after rest because they had the lockdown. So he came back in time for the restart. Uh, but he's looking like he's going to be out for a few weeks and how they're going to cope with that. And what happens at the end of that absence period? Will they still be in touch with the top four? Uh, will, they, will they have those issues? Because they've got City coming up, Chelsea coming up. Those are big games where they could lose some ground. But we shall see. We shall see what happens. Uh, but let me know. Let me know what you think in the comment sections. What do you think uh, Spurs need to do? What do you think Mourinho needs to do to turn this around? What can what can they do? I mean, you know, tell, let me know what you think. Uh, please do smash a like on the video if you enjoyed this uh, this episode. And if you enjoyed Brighton beating Spurs, uh, you know, you smash a like as well. Uh, you know, really appreciate that. I, uh, you know, just very quickly, my man of the match, I think it, I, I, they gave it to Pascal Rose. I think he was pretty good. But I thought McAllister was, was good as well. I'm just going to give it to McAllister. I, I think he was a little bit uncertain today. I thought he was everywhere. He did a lot of good stuff. So, I, I mean, you could, you, it's like, you know, it's like choosing one or the other. You could choose Gross, you could choose McAllister. You can't go wrong with either. So I'll just go with the, with the McAllister, you know, just to be different. But I, I thought he was, he, was, he was brilliant today. Uh, but you know, let me know in the comment section who your man of the match was. Was it McAllister? Was it Gross? Was it Trossard? Was it Ben White? Uh, let me know what you think. And please do remember to subscribe to the channel if you're new. We appreciate the support. Want to keep producing these videos. We've got a lot of games coming up, and we're going to do a lot of uh, you know reaction shows and previews. So you know your your subscription really helps in supporting that and keeping that going. So please do uh, do that. Thank you so much for watching. Enjoy the rest of your day or night, whatever time you're watching this. And uh, we will see you again very soon. The game's coming again in from Tuesday. So we're going to be doing match reactions again, starting from Tuesday again. We'll, we'll see if we do something tomorrow, but we'll definitely do them from Tuesday. So see you then. Take care. Bye-bye.